There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. True Hauntings is a Human Labs original podcast. In the second half of the 13th century, a mysterious Gothic castle was built in Bohemia. It wasn't near any water, wasn't strategically important, and didn't seem to have anyone living in it. So why was this random fortress built? According to local legend, it was made to trap demons. Supposedly, a gate to hell opened on a mountaintop in Czechoslovakia. This castle was constructed around the portal, and a chapel was built directly on top of the bottomless hole to keep evil monsters from spilling out of the underworld and slipping into the human realm. Hauska Castle is now open to the public, and you can stand on that portal to hell yourself. Would you? In this episode, we explore this fascinating castle. With such a history, surely it's haunted. Let's find out. My name is Renata. And I'm Anne, and we welcome you to this week's episode of the True Hauntings podcast. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. Hi, Anne, and welcome back to the studio. How are you this week? I'm slowly getting better. At last, I can see that there is a difference and I am starting to heal. It must be all those crystals I've packed in my bra. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I could have put them somewhere, there, somewhere there, else, according to Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I'll get my yoni egg out. <laughs> work on my, don't. Work on my Kleagles while getting better. Dang. Don't touch your yoni egg. Not while yeah, I'm no, in the room. No, don't, don't you be touching my yoni egg. I have to use my yoni egg. Oh, oh, oh look, if, if people Some don't know fishy. what we're talking Stop it. <laughs> people don't know what we're talking about, you need to go on to Goop. Goop. G-O-O-P-P. You're making the microphones pop. Sorry. G-O-O-P. Goop. And, uh, you know, we're not, we're not being... Um, we're not making stuff up. Yeah, but we're not being sponsored by her. Although, Gwyneth, if you're listening, <laughs> we could take some of your money. Yeah. <laughs> we'll happily talk about your yoni eggs. That's if you want right. to give us a free sample, I'll, yes. I'll give it a crack. Jeez, oh, <laughs> we've squirreled, haven't we? <laughs> that <laughs> didn't like take long, did it? Two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we've just come back from Queensland, haven't we? We have. We have. And uh, we've been in dark holes. And we have been in someone else's home. We have. With permission. Yep. Nice change. (laughs) (laughs) 
and uh, we've done lots of investigating. Yeah, I'm looking at you through. I can see one eye. <laughs> I know. We've, we've got these lovely boom microphones. We shared ourselves some boom microphones, but it does make it harder to get eye contact. But yes, we've been up with the Butsman yes. and Little Dixon in yes. Queensland. Yep. And let me say, 100% humidity. Oh my God, wasn't it hot? <laughs> Hiking through the bush and uh, me and my bronchitis and mm-hmm. my asthma trying mm-hmm. to climb mountains. Yes, yes. <laughs> down through holes and there's cane toads jumping everywhere and there was a bit of squealing going on but oh geez this episode with the Butsman is going to be good oh it's going to be awesome I may have gone a step too far but we'll see Mm, (laughs) yes it's not like me to go a step too far. And the most exciting thing for me was it was somewhere new, somewhere where I hadn't been before. Yes. And um, I could just go in with a completely clean slate, not thinking that, oh, this is the 15th time I've done this or listening to other people's stories. We actually didn't know very much about this place mm. at all, um, even though we tried to find mm. stuff on it. There wasn't a lot about it, but um, it turned into quite an interesting self um no you're not going to say journey are you yeah, yeah a journey oh. a journey the journey, a journey it's not about self, the destination self-exploration called we are very unfit <laughs> a journey of self-exploration um and being able to test our own abilities to be somewhere dark and Incredibly, mm. well, incredibly haunted, allegedly. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And we certainly found some things going on in there. We did. And then we went into uh, this beautiful person's private home. Oh, wow. Where yes. uh, there was a lot, lot of documented evidence provided mm. about stuff, weird stuff, weird, weird shit can, going yeah, on. Yeah, I was going to say, we can say weird shit on this. Yeah, weird shit going on, which we kind of looked at prior to going in. And, uh, yeah, that turned into something completely interesting yeah uh, and once again that's a journey very much a journey yeah and two different completely different scenarios and two completely different ways of um, looking at something that is paranormal yeah so I hope that everyone will learn something or take something away from those two episodes because we certainly did. Yeah, and learn about us and the procedures we uh, take when yeah. it comes to doing work. And that's what we said to them. Please don't expect what you see us do on a, a location um, that's a public location Um we will not be doing what we do there in somebody's private home mm. because they have to live there mm-hmm. and we leave and they're left. So whereas a public location will try to document the evidence and have an experience, in a private location we are trying to find answers and solutions to help these people live within the situation they're in. Mm. I think we did that. I think so. Yeah. But we have a super interesting story this week. This one came up uh, while I was trolling through um, YouTube and uh, Facebook, as usual. And uh, I started reading it and I went, oh, I want this on my bucket list. I want this place. And uh, the legends and the mythology about this place are awesome and we need to share this with you. So let's get on with the story. Okay. I searched for a desolate remote place with a lonely impregnable forbidding chapel ravaged by time. When I found Bezdes Castle near Prague, I knew I had the perfect location. Steep, never-ending, broad granite steps hacked into what looks like a single slab of granite rock. The old crumbling porticos submerged in fog, casting a ghostly hue on the surrounding forest. I selected Bezdes and its chapel atop the hill as the entrance to the gateway to hell. Enormous granite steps have been hewn into the hill, leading through crumbling stone porticos to the convent chapel at its peak. 
isolated and inaccessible, its deep incline covered with a dense forest. Every so often, beside the sharply inclining steps, is a small platform carved with a small candle-lit grotto. There are 14 platforms in all, for each of the 14 stations of the cross. Harad Bezdez complimented my visit the previous day to a place so steeped with a cult that was captured specifically by Hitler during World War II. Here, Hitler housed eerie scientists and occultists in a vain attempt to win the war. I speak of Halska Castle, also located near Prague. Nobody knows who built Halska Castle, nor why it was built in the first place. It was built with no access to water and no kitchen. According to local legend, at Hauska there once was a bottomless hole in the ground from which emerged a creature that was half man and half beast, a centaur. It was said that black-winged creatures would fly around the centaur as it roamed the surrounding forest. A chapel was built of solid rock over the top of this hole, not a place of worship, but to seal the bottomless pit which was thought to be the gateway to hell. The description of the chapel of the Convento di Santa Teresa was inspired by the chapel at Halska Castle. The ancient room was empty, dimly lit by two sconces and a small candle chandelier. There was a mural of St. Christopher holding Jesus. The chapel altar, illuminated by the gentle light falling through a window behind it, had no cross. The chapel had no statues and painted on the walls of the ancient chapel were murals, now old and faded, depicting a vile monster, witches and black bat-winged creatures with contorted human faces and a mural of the archangel Gabriel pinning the fallen angel Lucifer. And yet, it was not my visit to one of the most haunted chapels on earth which left me scarred. Attached to the chapel is Hrad Halska, and it once was a residence. Our guide, the property manager, extracted a comically large key to open it. We walked through the castle decorated with deer heads, as it was the fashion of the time. We entered a room with wooden floors filled with abandoned children's toys, which perhaps dated back to the early 1900s. Our guide opened the large windows of the children's room and showed us the view of the dense forest which surrounded Halska. Suddenly, a wind whipped up. It was a strange wind. As you can see from the trees, some bent east and some leaned towards the west, almost giving way to something approaching. And then... The old rocking horse behind us started to rock, creaking in sync on the wooden floor. I decided it was time to leave. Let's get into the history of this place. And like everywhere else that has a long history over many centuries, you find that there is uh, opposing information about when things happened and what actually happened. And, and if it even happened. And even if, <laughs> even if it happened. Yeah. Now, just and, before we jump into the history, can I just mention that that uh, soundscape today came from uh, five plus, uh, it says, uh, plus T Warblog. <laughs> Um, hang on. It came from five plus T. Oh, I finally worked out what it is. I'm having a really daggy senior moment here. It's five plus two block. So it's five plus two blog dot wordpress dot com, the gateway to hell. So that's where I got that soundscape from. And thank you very much. Um, that was pretty cool. Mm. Sorry, interrupted yeah. you again. I get in trouble for doing that. Yes. 
<laughs> she gets into a flow and then I throw something in. But, I yeah. mean, that's what we all love, isn't it? My my ADH brain kind of goes into this. Did you just say 88-year-old brain? ADH brain. Oh, ADHD, you mean? Yeah, that one. <laughs> She was so excited she left out a letter. This <laughs> is where your brain if, races ahead before you, you interrupt can... me. I've got, I've lost, I've and lost. I've got plot. an interrupter. Shut up. <laughs> Welcome everyone. Let's start again. So when you are dealing with <laughs> the history of a, a place like this, which goes over centuries, it's really hard to track down um, the information right to the very beginning, right to the very start, because you're not actually quite sure where the start is. But yeah. I'm just going to give you some information about what I found, um, which goes to this I'm squirreling all over the place I know it goes to this thing where they say in every single article you read about this place no one knows why the castle was built well fucking yeah we know why the castle was built we know why the castle is built just would like have to a look at have like, a look at the castle have a look where it sits I would like to say there's a language warning in this episode it, <laughs> it sits on the top of this like hill thing Right? Yeah. And overlooks the countryside. Oh, no, right? right? It's like I can yeah. see everybody where. <laughs> Abs- oh. Absolutely. Do you think it might have been a little bit of a lookout? I reckon. Oh, maybe. But anyway, let's let's go here. So um, it, it actually does, it is in a strategic place. It, it is. It sits up on a hill mm-hmm. that overlooks the countryside. <clears throat> and originally they say that... The first known structure existing on this site was a small wooden fort, fort, F-O-R-T, that stood back here in the 9th century. And this is mentioned by someone called Václav Hayek. I'd just like to say this is going to be an unfair episode because Renata has um, Polish background, Eastern European background, so she's going to be able to say some of these words and I'm just going to butcher them. Yes. Václav Hayek, um, and he chronicled a, a publication in 1541 where he talks about this wooden fort that stood on this site. So we've got to remember when we look at these big castles that often that wasn't the first building on the site. Yeah, it was the Airbnb of the day. That's right. <laughs> well, you could say that. So this fort was strategic when it was built in that whoever owned the land probably occupied that space and could look at his territory and could look at forces or armies coming from all directions to protect the area. So that is the most probable reason why something was there in the first place. And then the castle kind of got built over the top of it as legends started to appear around what was going on. Mm. I'm going to completely explode all of this in a minute, which people are going to hate. But anyway, that's my job. Now, again, we have another bit of information here that says Hauska Castle was built on the second half in the second half of the 13th century, probably on the orders of Bohemian ruler Ottokar II of Bohemia during his reign uh, between the 12th. Um, 1253 and 78 to serve as an administration centre from which his extensive royal estates could be managed. So it had a job. It had a job. Again, Mm -hmm. this was an area, a space that was occupied by someone who who owned extensive plots of land Mm -hmm. and he could administer uh, all of the goings on from that particular spot. It didn't require to be fancy at that stage. It didn't require to be fancy, Um, just basic. But in between all of this, and we go back to Václav Hayek, because I can say that, um, something happened. Something happened that created the story that we now have. And it was a legend, an account of a strange crack that happened on the top of the limestone cliff that this original fort stood on. And a hole in the ground appeared, a hole in the ground that was unimaginably deep. And it was reputed to be the source of strange visitations into the countryside. 
Right. Mm. So local residents began calling this hole the pit to hell. Yep. Because when they looked down, they couldn't see the bottom. Yep. Scary. Probably when they threw a rock down, they couldn't hear it landing. Yep. Yep. So it was somewhere where the villagers then started to avoid. And you know what it's like with villagers and myths and legends? They grow legs very, very quickly. Oh, no, they're all very logical. And, and they become tremendous things of, of fear and terror. Oh, I mean, you, you would tell the stories to the kids to keep them in line and then all of a sudden it becomes a reality. Yeah, absolutely. So all the local residents began calling this the hole to hell or the pit to hell and everyone avoided it um, after dark. What an absolutely wonderful way to protect whatever was inside the castle. I know, right? Just say there's demons in there. Oh, no. Mm, interesting. You should have saved this to the end. Sorry. Let's so, just ruin the whole podcast. No, you don't no, need to listen no, anymore. No, it's all done. No, Oh, no, no there is so much more. So this, much more. This freaking episode. This is, oh, I really want to go here. So they believe that strange creatures, half animal and half human, uh, came forth from the portal and they killed the livestock and they would wreak havoc in the middle of the night. So, of course, everyone stayed in during the night. Ooh, many nefarious things could have happened then, couldn't mm. they? Mm. Oh, every time you say crack, all I can think of is the plumber's crack. Okay. And then you're saying bottom as well. So right. I'm just... I'm sitting here mildly chuckling because I'm not allowed to interrupt you, but, you know, keep going. But you just did. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> they also believe that any person that passed near the site was in danger themselves for being taken by one of the creatures Ooh, they might and need dropped, a snack. dropped into the pit. Oh, well, you'd think they'd eat them before dropping them. So the locals attempted to fill the holes with stone. Yeah, not successful. Um, as it literally swallowed up everything and there was never n- a never-ending... Oh, it become the rubbish tip. Yeah, it's just like the pit in our backyard at the moment. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got a pit in your backyard? We do. We've got a, a stuck drain. <gasps> I've squirrelled. Oh, <laughs> and she's a... been trying to clear it herself, yeah, everyone. Yeah, well, Finances we... are tight, so yeah. she's trying to be a plumber. Oh, we, we, we kind of had a bit of a good attempt yesterday. Yes, you were going to send me photos. And all, well, I've got them. I don't want to see them. <laughs> Talk about portal to hell. <laughs> he's telling me. There's one in Ellamore Vale. He <laughs> sits in our backyard. And she's saying to me, oh, oh there's months of poop and toilet paper <laughs> oh here. Do you want God. a photo? And I'm going, no, thanks. <laughs> oh, oh, Don't ever try and do this job on your own. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh. I just couldn't. I'd poop in a bag and throw it away. That's it. <laughs> It's a T-shirt, Nat. Poop in a bag and throw it away. Oh, oh God. It was horrendous. <laughs> meanwhile, back to Housker Castle. Ghosts don't scare me. Honestly, nothing scares me, but whatever is in our backyard does. Oh, it's terrifying. Anyway. Eventually, there was a duke of the powerful local Duba clan. The who clan? The Duba <laughs> that sounds very chick. The Duba. <laughs> the Duba clan. Du, 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 ba, ba, um, ba. And he thought he would um, finally put an end to all of this hysterical this mythology. And uh, he offered a condemned prisoner. Uh, okay, so there was a duke um, of the powerful local Duba clan. <laughs> I'm not going to get past this point. You need to read read the next sentence past it, please. We'll just never get past it. Oh, Duba. Stop it. Mr. Doobie, how do you do? I did have it. I did have it scratched out and I thought I'd better say it. There All you right, go. You've said it. That was my downfall. So he offered a condemned prisoner a full pardon if he would complete just one task, and that was to consent to be lowered down into the bottomless pit at the end of a rope. How fun. And report back what he found there. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a challenge, doesn't That's it? That's very scientific. I like it. <laughs> so the man thought, oh, I die or I get put down into a hole on a rope. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll go for that. He says, all right, I'll go for that. So they 
popped the man down into the opening and he went quite some distance down and there was a long period of silence where they didn't hear anything and then all of a sudden mad screams from hell ensued with the get me out of here. I cannot stand it. And uh, anyway, the man was brought up screaming uncontrollably. They couldn't settle him down. And they looked at him and they've gone, oh my God. He's as white as a sheet. His hair has turned completely white. He's as white as a sheet. And he is stark raving mad. He can't stop babbling. (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, they kind of thought that was a... um, yeah, that didn't work. He apparently died soon after they took him away and uh, locked him up. They and, took him away to the funny farm. And uh, apparently, in some of the stories, they say they they did they repeated this experiment a number of times. Mm. But in other stories, they say no, it was only this one poor soul. Yeah, who went down? They you wonder they how they again. could see down there because it's such a long way down. Did they just have a candle? <clears throat> Probably they took um, uh, some sort of a fire thingy fire stick (laughs) (laughs) they took some kindling they made a nice little fire they got their marshmallows out and toasted them (laughs) Uh, um, so Another peculiar fact about Hauska Castle is that when the square stone structure was originally constructed in the 13th century, most of its defences were not facing towards the outside of the building, but were facing inward instead. And the inner courtyard seemed to be this protective spiral that went around whatever was in the centre of it. So it kind of really didn't look like the castle was built uh, to protect it from enemies coming from the outside. It sort of really suggested that it was a prison of some sorts, mm. keeping something in. Well, if they were winged beasts or anything, <clears throat> they'd just fly out. So it couldn't have been that. Yeah, yeah. So this really didn't become evident because after the Thirty Years' War in the middle 1600s, the castle's tower, moat and other defences were dismantled as part of a decree issued by Emperor Ferdinand III to make private castles more accessible and less defensible. So here we have the story. It looked more like a castle before the 1600s. So it had a tower... It had a moat and it oh. had um, other defences that were set up around it. Yeah. And then after the 1600s and after this decree, they disassembled all of that and really you've got the inner structure left. Yeah. So you've right. just got like the, the bit that was in the middle. Yeah. So everyone's saying that, oh, there was nothing there but this building, but there was. There was. There was. And this is kind of documented, so I'm, I'm really not pulling this out of my backside. So finally at the and beginning of the 18th... we know what's in the backside because we've got photos of it from her hole <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> we do. You want to see? No. Uh, <laughs> I'll post them on True Hauntings no, for anyone no. who's interested. Finally at the beginning of the 18th century, the castle was remodelled into a Renaissance chateau and then during the communist period it fell into great disrepair. So in actual fact, what we're looking at nowadays is god it's it's the ghost of the structure that was really the ghost of the structure oh right i get what you mean the ghost of the structure that was yeah yeah it's just what's left the skeletal remains yeah so Hrad Hauska was constructed between 1270 and 1280 during the reign of King Ottokar II. And when the castle was built, the crack in the limestone was covered with thick stone plates and the castle's chapel was constructed on top of it in order to seal this alleged hole to hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The chapel was dedicated to Archangel Michael, the leader of God's armies in the fight against the hordes of hell. Remember, it's all about the demons rising from the pits. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all kind of blends into this biblical terroristic type of scenario where, you know, un- underground, mm. underneath us, lie the burning pits of hell. Yep. And above us lie the angelic realms of heaven. With the angels on trumpets. Yes. Do, 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 do. So there... <laughs> There are frescoes on the chapel's walls, and some of them are actually the oldest that can be found in Europe, and they date back to the 1400s, and that's pretty 
pretty spectacular. Yeah, but the fact that they're still there. Yeah, absolutely spectacular. Now, many depict Michael in um, scenes of battle, and one of them is where he's fighting a dragon. Now, I don't know whether it's a symbol of evil or not. And well, it's this, supposed this, to symbolise the devil or something. Yeah, this, this Michael and the dragon symbol seem, seems to have been taken as a Christian sim- symbology, hasn't it? Mm, or Mark? is it? So, or is that St. George and the dragon? Oh, they're all fighting well, dragons. Well, yeah. Michael's always fighting Lucifer. That That's his thing. He's he's supposed to... Because to, uh, they have St. Michael's Prayer when they're investigating and there's demons, the gorgeous chip coffee will whip out St. Michael's prayer and say it. So he's always battling Lucifer. Ah, right. Okay. So I forget, I've forgotten my religious... You've wiped your Catholicism my from your My religious doctrines are gone. They've, they have been evicted from my mind castle. <laughs> no, my mind palace. Sorry, my mind palace. Um, so uh, in one, he's fighting this dragon, and in the other, he holds a sword in one hand and a set of scales in the other and is weighing souls at the last judgment. Oh, that feels a little tarot-ish. Yes. Depicted are also scenes of the crucifixion of St. Christopher, but what is strange about the chapel's frescoes is that on one of the walls there is seen a figure unlike any other. So it has uh, the creature uh, with the upper body of a woman and the lower body of a horse mm-hmm. holding a bow uh, in her right hand and with her left it is aiming an arrow at a human figure. And this is allegedly uh, a depiction of a centaur, which is a creature from pagan mythology. Mm-hmm. But also this left-handed business is mm-hmm. associated with a minion of Satan. Or the left-hand path. No wonder. Like, I know I'm old. All right. Yeah, I know I'm we old. We all know you're old. Now, <laughs> In my generation, people still try to get their children to use their right hand over their left yes. hand. Yes, yes, because it was the the devil if you used your left hand. Yes, and you, there was something wrong with you if you used your left hand. And you know how that all started, don't you? What the the left and the right hand, and this is this, this is apparently what I I've, I was told in, in history. Yeah, it was to do with wiping your bum. You always wiped your bum with your left hand because they didn't have good sanitation back then. Mm. And you would keep your right hand for the shaking of the hand or the handling of the food. So you, it was designated that your left hand was for wiping your bum. <laughs> right. That was the unsanitary task, which then, of course, got associated with evil, darkness, Lucifer. I could be making this up. I don't know. No. I may have had a dream about it, but I'm pretty sure that somebody <laughs> did tell me that at some stage or other. Yeah, weirdness. Weird, weird. And, of course, we have the female, of course, a female archer. Yes, which is evil in itself, oh, isn't it? absolutely. And the female archer would have been associated with Bridget as well, wouldn't Oh, you? don't pick on my Bridget. I love my Bridget. Yeah. Hmm. So... Um, Researchers believe that this picture is linked to the stories of the half-human animals, which were believed to emerge from the gateway to hell buried beneath the chapel's floor. I just realised that they talked at some stage or other in the historical facts about the Celtic link. That would have been it. Yes, yes, yes. So the entrance to the underworld is not the only legend attached to (coughs) Castle Hauska. So previously mentioned in the 17th century at about the time of the Thirty Years' War, during the period when Castle Hauska stood empty, it was chosen by Swedish rogue commander of brigands and mercenaries Oronto as his headquarters. So Oronto was reputed to be a black magician and alchemist who performed unsavoury experiments in the castle. So not only this, but during the time of Oronto's occupation, his soldiers became a terror to the local village people until at last two hunters willing to risk the consequences snuck up to Hauska in the middle of the night and shot Oronto through the window, supposedly, as he was working in his laboratory to discover the elixir of eternal life. So there could have been really good reasons to not have windows. Yeah, get shot at. But I'd just also like to point out there that Renato was not being racist. It was a magician of the black arts, not a black black (laughs) magician. (laughs) That's true. Sorry. I didn't didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of going there. So a couple of hundred years later in 1836, during a walking tour of the region, there came a Czech poet or Czechoslovakian poet called 
Karel Hinek Maha. Oh, God, you say that so well. And he spent a night in Helska, and supposedly in his dreams he was visited by a terrible vision, which he later recounted in a letter to his friend Edward Hindel. So Maha described his soul descending into the pit and then being transported into a hellish mechanised future of Prague 2006, where he wandered in horror and despair. So among other unnerving experiences in the vision, Maha wrote that he met a girl who showed him moving pictures in a small casket. That she held in her hand, apparently. Yeah, and then, oh, mobile yes. phone. Yes, I just I picked up that little snippet of information from another article I read. It was a small casket she held in her hand. Oh. Makes sense now, doesn't it? Yes. And uh, what else he says? And um, in that darkness, he walked among high sandstone cliffs riddled with holes that projected an eerie yellow light. The enormous blocks of flats, which in the present day loom over the outskirts of Prague. So he was seeing... And they were like a buttery yellow colour. Skyscrapers. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So it's a time slip. Yes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. That's a very detailed dream. And he was also talking about um, mechanical things that moved, Mm -hmm. which would have been cars Mm -hmm. and things like that. So, um, yeah, that was a pretty full vision. That was a real vision of the future. So it's also known that the German SS, so this is another bit of the story here that's always told about Hauska Castle. The German SS took over during the Nazi occupation of Czechoslovakia from 1939 to 1945. Now, it's not, however, known precisely what they were doing there. And not really known precisely whether they were there, although it seems to seems to feel by mm. the amount of information that is out there that they were actually there. Um, they destroyed all records and evidence of their activities when German forces retreated from Bohemia in the face of the advancing Russian and American allies. Burn it all! <laughs> Burn it down! We were never yeah. here. 
Um, the castle was of no strategic significance whatsoever to the German war effort or occupation. But, and look, they say that the Nazis practice weird shit in there yeah. and did... Occultism. Not just weird shit. Yeah, occultism. Occultism. Yeah, yeah, I have a little bit on that too. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll leave what is is what you think or what what they believe happened there um, to you, but I'm going to tell you what I uncovered about that. Okay. All right. So it was indeed used by the SS. Mm -hmm. So the SS were the special military. Yeah, special forces, yep. The effing bastards that had absolutely no moral scruples at all. Yep. Um, And, yeah. They were evil. Killed everything in sight. Um, But... It was used to store their stolen library. Mm-hmm. They had a huge occult library there. Yep. Um, Where did it go? Yes. <gasps> I yes. want to get hold of that. So one of the booked repositories of the, um, oh God, I can't even, Weltanschauliche Forschung und Auswertung ist die Ausland. I'm pretty sure there's a cream for that. Or we would call it a Nazi think tank (laughs) or an outpost of the research unit. Um, uh, Yeah, it it was a repository for all their books and uh, it became urgent to evacuate the books after the Allies expanded the bombing attacks on Berlin in 1943. Um, And these were deemed uh, for their scientific and esoteric value um, and also valuable in monetary terms. So what they did, and they did this throughout Europe, they would scavenge and take from all of these places and then find a spot where they could put everything and store it. And then if the bombing and everything came too close, they would pack everything up and move to the next spot. Um, And this is what the Germans did. Yep. And... Holy shit, there must be a lot of stuff still to find. Yeah. Because... In private collections. Yes, yes, absolutely. And there'll be some people that don't... That's just been passed down from person to person. Yep. And they won't even know what they have. Yes, absolutely. Um... So another legend that is associated with Castle Hauska uh, is if you go to a number of the internet sites and blogs, they will reveal an even more modern day uh, claim that um, there is bad luck that seems to leave when you leave the premises. So after visiting there, and if you don't do your special things that you should do, with protecting yourself. You mean we've got to take our sage with us? We've got to smudge us? <laughs> then uh, you actually leave with bad luck. I'm pretty sure if we took holy water and put it on us, it would sizzle and burn us. <laughs> so that's um, allegedly because the, uh, the castle was built according to sacred geometry. Ooh. And possibly... That has what has created a portal for teleportation or time travel. Well, at least time. Right. Right. Um, Are you so, done? No, no, Because <laughs> no. you did say you were finishing before, yeah. but that's okay. You keep going. I know. Let's I work know. for me. I'm just, I'm just checking whether I've got probably all the notes that I have. I know I've dispelled a couple of things, but I, I think that doesn't take away from the, histo- from the, from the history of the ghost sightings. Mm. But we've, we've got to kind of go, look, people don't just build things, especially in those days, for, for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a reason, and there's always something prior to what we're seeing. Yeah, and this particular castle very looks strategically like the one we saw in Romania, which yep. they talk about as as um, Vlad's castle, yeah. where it's built up on this limestone peak, and the castle looks like it's it's melded into the rocks. Yeah, it's it's, it's like it continues up yes, out of the rocks. Yes, it's stunning. Mm. And what we see here in the pictures now, um, it's not particularly fantastic. It doesn't have turrets or anything exciting like that. But it did. It used to. It used to. It used to. So remember that when you're um, thinking about this place. And I found some interesting pictures of the underground 
passages that I'll put up on our True Hauntings podcast. Not that Facebook you'll page. go into any dark passages with me in England when we're going. I want to go into some of those dark passages. Well, let me think about it. <laughs> I'll drug you. <laughs> let, me th- let me think about it. <laughs> All right. On get, on, to, get on to the hauntings. On to my part. So once again with the ghost stories, I find they are repeated over and over and over, and it's hard to find fresh meat, so to speak. Mm, yeah. um, so look, uh, but I did have a couple of little bits and pieces I found, which I'm going to tack onto your history. Mm-hmm. Now, the bottomless pit, yeah? Yeah. Apparently the bottomless pit or the abyss is mentioned in Revelations 9 in the Bible, as a direct passage to hell at the center of the earth. And in Revelation 20, an angel throws Satan in the form of a serpent or dragon. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, see the link there now? Yep, yep. Um, back into the pit before sealing it. Ah. Are we seeing a link to the Bible? Yes. So uh, there are stories that suggest that these passages to hell still exist. And this is only one of them. Right. There are more of them around the world. And this isn't isn't this a great way of converting the pagans oh, hell to yeah. Christianity? Yeah, we're going to save you because we've we've sealed up the pit. Yes. Um so look, there's there is a couple of stories that as I said repeat. So I'm going to give you those stories. Uh-huh. Uh the first one is of two guests that uh were staying uh I think at the hunting lodge cuz did you know you can stay there? Ooh. Not just for the ghost hunting TV shows. Apparently, interested ghost hunters are allowed to stay there. But I've got a story about that too. Let mm-hmm. me just tell you this one. Um, one of the most evil presences is regularly encountered in the hunting lodge. One evening, two guests, Zdena, how do you say it? Mm-hmm. Zdena mm-hmm. Uh, or Verzalov, Verzalov, and her husband were winding down in the room when they heard a loud thump on the floor next to them. When Zena turned to look at the source of the noise, she was frozen in fear as two featureless featureless humanoid shadow figures approached her and whispered something about having killed two young girls. Oh, scary as all shit. I know. Wouldn't you poop your panties oh, on that you one? would. I hate that word, panties. I really do. It's one of my hate words. And so is this word here. Uh, And we're going into the chapel, right? So Mm -hmm. we're going to look at the chapel. Another strange occurrence that happens within the chapel is that the walls constantly remain moist. Moist. (laughs) That's another word I hate. No matter even if it's drought. Uh Uh-huh. Those walls are moist. Wow. Okay, so where does the moisture come from? The bottomless pit with Satan. Oh. I thought there'd be fires down there, not water. That's right. Oh, somebody's got it wrong in the Bible. No, never. Another ghostly sighting includes a large black horse that is headless and has blood gushing from its neck, running towards the castle gates before jumping and vanishing into thin air. Ooh. I would be having a oh, conniption over that I one. I would. And I would. I don't know if you remember Game of Thrones. There was a part where they were having... I can't watch. I, I can't watch them hurting the horses. No, I cannot. There was, there was a scene which was just horrendous. And yeah, that's actually still distraught me to this day because I'm a huge lover of horses. Mm. Um, all right. So also seen walking towards the castle in a line is um, a line of disfigured bodies chained together, some missing limbs and others carrying their own heads in their arms. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. A black dog, of course, we always see the black dog, is often seen attacking and biting the chained prisoners whilst they're walking. That's snapping at their heels, Mm. sending them to the pits of hell. So it'd be one of uh, Satan's dogs, wouldn't it? That's right. Just Mm. watch the supernatural boys, ring of salt, we'll be fine. As long as they don't breathe too hard on a it. A blanket of protection. Oh, that's right. Pull the sheet, the <laughs> sheet of protection. protection. Oh, okay. Now, there is also a claim that there are black-winged creatures flying low around the courtyard, and it's not uncommon for dogs to be heard barking at something 
in the same said courtyard. Mm. Now, remember, all of those lands are hugely uh, invested in their uh, vampire and werewolf mythology. Mm-hmm. Hugely invested in it. And also that it is countryside. Yes. So you're going to have dogs and things in the area anyway. And once it hits the walls, it, gets in, it reverberates. Yes. Now, another report is in the courtyard. They've seen a demonic entity. Now, wait till you hear the description of this one. It's a beast, part man, part frog, and part bulldog which lingered around the chapel. Mm. I'm trying to picture it in my mind, what it would look like. If we could have someone do an artist's impression. Oh, yes, that would be fabulous. It would be awesome and you can send it to us. Yeah, yeah. Which part of the man are you going to keep? Which part of the bullfrog are you going to use? And uh, what part of the bulldog? Yes. What a bizarre combination. Mm. All right, now now we're going to go to the office. We're going to head into Satan's office. Now, this is a very famous haunted spot, and it's in the cellar. Uh, it is uh, apparently they've got a throne in there with uh, horns spiking out of it at the top of the chair. And here they've seen a faceless priest in a black robe spotted standing in front of the throne before walking up the stairs and disappearing. Ooh. Isn't that cool? Mm. So they're the most common uh, things that are mentioned. But what got me was the stories of the Nazis Mm -hmm. being in there Mm -hmm. and their occult studies and things like that. So there were apparently three German soldiers. Mm -hmm. Their bodies were uncovered in the courtyard after the war. Now, it showed they'd been shot. Uh, and they, they were just skeletons. Uh, and they weren't really sure why they were killed at the castle. Now, we've also got to remember that after the war, this place was used as a convalescent home for uh, the young and disabled uh, immediately after the Nazi occupation. So was it possibly that it was three people that, um, I don't know, they found hiding in there or was it three people that were um, had died of injuries that were convalescing there or was it something completely different? Now, there was this interview done because mm-hmm. um, I found the 14 Times articles and I love 14 Times and this was back from 2016 and they said that the bodies that were found, they had strange uniforms that were neither police nor soldiers. Now, that's odd. It's odd, but they. it's also odd that they have marked them as um, Nazi soldiers when yes. they have no proof that they were Nazi soldiers. Well, it must soldiers. have something to do with the uniform that they were wearing. That they, It must have markings on it, but they've all been very secretive about this whole Nazi a- aspect of this story. But I will get into that a little bit more. Um, so please forgive me while I'm jumping all around the place, but uh, this article I found was pretty freaking awesome yeah that's a squirrel in itself yep. when you get to the nazis and their occult rubbish rubbish and um yeah so remember the dude that had the vision yes uh and i mentioned something about the mechanical things well i found a quote there to describe that uh there was moving self-moving metal machines spitting fire now, that actually sounds like the Nazi Soviet tanks. Tanks. That may have been there, or possibly modern cars, but they don't normally spit fire. Mm, that sounds like tanks. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yep. And don't forget, that was in 1836 he had that vision. Mm-hmm. So mm. it was 100 years before the war or more. Now, I've found a little bit more here on the Nazis. So they say that they know the SS occupied the castle, but you said that they didn't. It, well, it was a rumour. Well, some some people with some stories will say um, it was never um, proven, mm-hmm. but it, there seems to be enough evidence around to make, to suggest that, yes, they did. Yeah. They, they did spend time there. Well, it was rumoured that Heinrich Heimler himself, Himmler, Heinrich Himmler, visited and uh, they were using uh, house 
I want to call it Hushka. I just really like calling it Hushka. Yeah. It's Hauska. Hauska uh, they used it. Um, they were trying to form some sort of portal to other dimensions. Now, was this because of the vision that this guy had? Yeah, I'd were, say so. Yeah, so they've thought, and they, they also wanted to tap into some dark and demonic forces. And it was also thought that, uh, according to this interview with... Um, a cast castel castellan castellan um that he said that it was the last ditch attempt of the nazis to win the war uh and that whatever they were doing in there they were holding some sort of occult ceremony but they all died and something went wrong so they were trying to summon something up mm-hmm. to end the war in their favour, mm-hmm. but somebody must have backfired on yeah, them. Yeah, they've they've opened up the salt circle, as you know, you should never do, and it's backfired. Yes. Mm. Interesting. Very it interesting. Is. It is. Now, uh, with this interview, uh, this is in the Fourteen Times. They did ask Miroslav Konopask. I don't know how you even say that, but I wanted to sound... We'll just call him Miroslav. The, they asked, where are the hotspots in the castle? And interestingly, he's come up with somewhere that has not been mentioned anywhere else. The main castle gateway has the most reported sightings and most occur, occur during the day rather than night. Hmm. Isn't that great? So this is this where the headless horse comes in and, and those men in chains... Oh, no, that well, they they did mention that that there was mm. a line of people coming yeah. through the gates. Uh, many people with problems, many people have problems with the castle when they visit as well. Some cannot bring themselves to walk through the gates. Uh, other people who have been allowed to stay overnight have left suffering from depression, hysteria, or extreme panic. Oh. Do you really want to stay? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I um, wonder whether they have some sort of a um, thing that you have to sign. To say a waiver. Whatever, yeah. Whatever happens to you, it's not our, yeah. not our business. <laughs> yeah. It's not our fault. Don't blame us. Uh, they also report intense feelings of not being alone. Mm. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Uh, now, they did have lots of repairs that were done to the castle. And again, good question. We know that uh, renovations and repairs can stir up issues and they've mm-hmm. asked did it seem to increase the activity within the castle? Mm-hmm. And some of the craftsmen apparently uh, really didn't want to be there alone, day or night. They had strange feelings. They always felt like there was someone behind them. Or they felt uncomfortable. Um, now, the uh, Miroslav himself said he was having these feelings when he first arrived at the castle as well. So he went alone into the dark castle, stood in the middle of the courtyard and scolded the presents and told them um, that if something did want me gone, then he would leave. But if not, this harassment has to stop. I oh, like that. I like this person. Since then, the presence is gone and they felt fine. There you go. Now, this is something we talk about. It all comes down to permission. Yes. Yes. So if you just give in to the fear constantly, then you're just going to keep layering in that fear where mm-hmm. if you go, look, that's enough. I've had it. Stop it. Leave me alone or I'll leave. And they left them alone. Um, yeah. Now, they're saying that from World War II that there are no official documents as to what went down and what happened with the Nazis. I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. Uh, one of the rumours, apart from the cult uh, experiments, is that they were using the castle as a stud farm for yeah. pumping out the Aran babies, the blonde hair and the blue eyes, mm. which then makes you wonder mm-hmm. if they weren't born with blonde hair and blue eyes, what happened to them? Well, mm. so yeah, there's no official documents. Uh, the the Germans were very careful to clean uh, Hauska very completely, but there are documents, promised documents from people in German and Norway, Germany and Norway. But they keep saying, you know, we'll we'll give you these documents. 
but they never actually send them through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that the Ministry of the Interior seems to be hiding documents as well. And that they're they're all hoping that eventually these documents are going to be um, revealed, uh, revealed and we'll find out exactly what happened in there. But isn't it interesting that it, it did become a, um, a convalescent home? That's, yeah, that's a straight after the war. Yeah. And they would have had to, at that stage, put in all the plumbing and everything as well. Yep. Now, they're also going back to the actual lay of the land and the mythology. Apparently, before there was anything even built on that place, it was referred to as the Devil's Place mm-hmm. on old maps. Mm. Uh, so that that whole thing has been in ground for so long. Mm-hmm. And it's even rumoured that Hitler himself visited there, you know. Mm. Yes. Well, there's evil. <laughs> uh, I just want to quickly talk about the chapel too, because it's supposed to have the this, the gateway to hell there, and they've built the chapel on top of it. Mm-hmm. But they've actually got massive slabs of sandstone over the top of it. Mm-hmm. And the current owners refuse to let any excavations take place in the chapel because of potential damage to its unique uh, pagan Christian frescoes. Fair enough. Uh, So until an excavation can be carried out, they can't for sure say that there is anything underneath that slab. Mm -hmm. It could just be foundation slab. There Mm -hmm. may not be a pit in there at all. Now... In saying that, in one of the um, places that I was doing my research in, there are photographs of areas of the castle, and there is allegedly a photograph of what looks like a well, mm-hmm. but it is surrounded by sandstone blocks all the way around. It is perfectly round, mm-hmm. so I don't know whether they've put that there as a repu- as a um, uh, representation of what this pit might look like or whether it is actually the photograph of what is under there, which it can't possibly be because there are stone slabs on top of yeah, it. Yeah, that's right, because it's sealed. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. <sighs> so mm. this person went and actually t- spoke to some of the villagers as well, local pub. Several people told him about seeing shadows at the window of the castle, feeling watched when, when they're around the castle. And he said it definitely does have a strange air to it and mm-hmm. it, it does feel slightly odd. But is it just because of all the stories? Who knows? Mm. There's certain, uh, certainly a lot of mythology that has been laid down uh, in regards to it all. And uh, now, of course, it's privately owned and they have turned it into a tourist, a tourist attraction. They've put um, like plastic devil skulls and heads. And, yes, they have. And they've got dead animals on the wall and they've, they've made it, they've themed it up. But as we always say with these historical locations... They've got to make money. That's correct. They have to pay their yep. bills. Yep. And if that means getting people to come through, because they would have been knocking on the door all the time anyway. Once it goes on a ghost hunting TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, we did watch uh, one of those, Ghost Hunters ghost, International. Ghost and Hunters International. we were a little dubious on some of the reported phenomena. Yeah. Um, I mean, we weren't there, so we can't say they were lying. Um, but... Yeah, it's a long way to go to get no phenomena. So mm-hmm. I think it was important something happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so um, it's got a lot of stories. It would certainly be a creepy place. We watched Amy's Crip on it as, as well. Um, and they were laying down on the, the chapel floor listening and they were hearing sounds, but it sounded like metallic sounds to us. But once again, we weren't there. Mm-hmm. And you can't really tell from the recordings that are mm-hmm. playing back on your TV. So, Renata. Yes, let's go. <laughs> you want to go to Czechoslovakia? Uh, I would love to. I'd love to have that on my bucket list. Well, um, we've been to Transylvania. Yeah. Why not Czechoslovakia? Yeah. I have yeah. bad memories of Czechoslovakia. I've been pulled off the train under armed guard, so mm. um, we'll have to be very careful. <laughs> yeah. We need a tour guide. Yes. So, is it haunted? Um, I think... I think there is an element of that castle that is haunted, yes. I want to know yes. what the Nazis did there. That's that's my fascination with it. Mm-hmm. What horrible, horrendous things have they done in there? Mm. 
Yep. Uh, yes. uh, another place to go on our bucket list. Yes, another place to go on our bucket list when we go at some stage, one day, yep. to visit um, Europe um, via a very nice sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> and look, guys, if you would like to support our work, you can become one of our Grand Pooh Bar Patreons uh, for as little as $10 a month uh, and you get uh, access to the inner workings of Anne and Renata and we do live crosses to them. We've been a bit slack in January uh, but it, we've been um, sick and we've, we've had travel so we're doing our best but we would really appreciate the support and Thank you to the the new people that have come over and joined us. We really do appreciate that. Uh, But also join our YouTube channel. Share this around with all your friends. We are so proud that we've cracked the 200,000 downloads in just 50 episodes. And if you would like to sponsor us for an episode, um, you can certainly get in contact with us. and uh, Email us at Anne, A-N-N-E, at OzParatech, O-Z-P-A-R-A-T-E-C-H.com, and we can talk about sponsorship for your, uh, I don't know, it might be a birthday shout-out, dedicate the episode to someone for a birthday or um, a business or anything. We'll take money for just about anything at this stage. (laughs) And uh, we will do a shout-out and an advertising spot for you on the podcast. We also have a number of other things that we do during the week. We put you in a spot there as well. So it's it's well worthwhile. Um, Our our reach is forever growing, so you will get your business name out there. So think about sponsoring a show. But in the meantime, we'd like to thank you very much for joining us for this week's episode of True Hauntings. And everyone, you know what you need to do. You need to stay spooky. And And we'll see you on The the Dark Side. Side. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. True Hauntings is a part of the Human Labs Podcast Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.